Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell the story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today, what kind of wackos work at the same place for 40-plus years? Those are the words of Aaron Ain, chairman and CEO of Kronos. Full disclosure, a sponsor of this podcast, but with poignant advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. That story after this. Whistle while you work? Is that really the most engaged we can hope for at work? We don't think so. With workforce solutions from Kronos, your people can do so much more, like go above and beyond for a customer, improve a process, or bring care to someone else while they work. Great businesses are powered by great people. Find them, keep them, and engage them with workforce solutions from Kronos. Learn more at Kronos.com. Kronos, workforce innovation that works. When a state ranks among the top 10 in the country for major new and expanded facilities, that's pure growth. When it's tops for three straight years, that's pure Michigan. Long known as a world leader in the automotive industry, Michigan is also a leader in defense, cybersecurity, mobility, agribusiness, and aerospace. In fact, CNBC rates Michigan among the top 10 states in the country for business. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org because helping business grow is pure Michigan. He rolled the dice on his career when his brother asked for help with a startup. More than 40 years later, Aaron Ain is still with Kronos, a company that offers tools and services for workforce management. He currently serves as chairman and CEO. He takes us inside mistakes he made, why he stayed around, the company's big internship program, and his read on today's young adults. He's also written a book called Work Inspired, How to Build an Organization Where Everyone Loves to Work. Aaron, what exactly does the company do? Sure. Hi, Gordon. Appreciate this opportunity. What Kronos does is it is a software software company that has software products that help companies effectively manage their workforce with time and attendance, employee scheduling, we invented the first computerized time clock. It's the simplest way for me to say it. And instead of just having um, managers or payroll departments um, manually add up the hours when people come and go, we automated all of that about 40 years ago. Wow. So explain the reason, I guess, for the launch when you first got Kronos off the ground. What, what were you aiming to do? Yep. So payroll had become automated, payroll processing it become automated in the 1950s, but the time clock actually hadn't changed. And what that specifically means is that during that time, they were still electromechanical devices through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And while payroll companies, say like an ADP, did calculated the gross to net to pay people, all the information to feed those payroll systems was still manual. So we had the idea to go automate that whole front end, that time clock end, to make it so that people wouldn't have to do that manually. I'm curious, when when you started this and you had this vision, did you find that customers were asking you to do something slightly different and that took off? You know, with like, Of, of did, course. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, good question. So, you know, we thought it would be so simple just saying if we could just automate what it takes to keep track of the ins and the outs and apply all the work rules and give you a totaled information to feed to payroll, that would be enough. But we quickly found out that, for example, time clocks were used for more than just when people came and left work to get paid. They were also used to keep track of what people did while they were work for costing or other type of functions like that. In addition, we found out that organizations said we really could use help scheduling our people also because mm-hmm. we're doing all of that manually. And so they asked us to help them in a more effective way schedule their employees. And then it led to systems that help with attendance tracking and, and, and helping manage vacation and time off. So, yeah, it grew tremendously very quickly. And and. It's fascinating, too, that in this day and age, you and your brother who got this thing off the ground have been at it for 40-something years now. You don't often see that these days. I often think of uh, entrepreneurs, you know, create their baby, they stick with it, and they hand it off or sell it off to somebody else and get something new going. Why, Why such staying power for you guys? You know, it's really a good question. Like, what kind of wackos work at the same place for 40-plus years? Um, for me, it's really simple. I've loved what I've been doing, and and um, I enjoyed it every step of the way, so I never had any reason to do anything else. And for me, it's even more unusual because I wasn't a founder. I'm not a founder of Kronos. My brother Mark is. Yeah. And so for me, it's been as an employee in many senses. And, and so for me to stay here for this long really reflects that, um, what an inspired culture we've had and how it's always been interesting and challenging. Oh, so this really opens the door, though, Aaron, about working with your brother. I mean, come yeah. on. Surely you came in and said, Mark, you're doing this all wrong. And he would say, Aaron, get out. I mean, what what, what was that no, like? Not me. I said, Mark, you're doing it all right. You're a genius. It's perfect. And <laughs> and just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll solve the problem for you. Um, look, Mark's a little bit older than me, and, and when he was starting Kronos, he asked me if I would come help him do that. And, and it's been joyful for all those years. And so he's been a wonderful mentor and guide for me. And I don't get where I am today without Mark's support and encouragement um, and help um, in making all this happen. And certainly a little bit of patience. And yeah. so it's been a wonderful partnership. Very good. We're speaking with Aaron Ain. He's the chairman and CEO of Kronos. Uh, tell me about the early days, maybe a, a decision or two that didn't work out, a mistake that you had to learn from. Well, certainly the early days, we thought that um, we had this great solution, and, and it was back then a effectively a $5,000 computerized time clock. And we said, it does all these things. People are going to just buy them like crazy. I don't think we quite understood that we had a $5,000 solution. $5,000 back then was a lot of money for a device to probably a $1,000 problem. And so we had to go very quickly rework what we were doing and realize that we needed to figure out how to make the product more cost effective so that it would be bought by more organizations and more mass. And so um, we had to change directions very quickly in those early years to figure out how to do that and, and what to do to make that possible. And then certainly, I don't think we clearly understood, because we were young at this, what distribution was going to be like. Hmm. Um, we thought that, should we have people resell it for us? Should we sell it ourselves? Yeah. It was before the days of the internet where people would buy things on the phone, et cetera. I mean, um, 
online and, and et cetera. So we had to work hard to figure that out and adjust to all of that. Boy, what kind of adjustment has that been over the course of the decades? Yeah, so when we started, we were, generally speaking, an organization that resold its product through resellers. Um, think the way cars are sold through yeah. car dealers. And, and um, uh, maybe about 30 years ago, we made a major shift to start selling more of our products directly. So the relationship shifted from Kronos to its resellers to Kronos directly to the end user customers. And that was a challenge. Now that led us to do to this point over 70 acquisitions wow. as a company. And many of those were the people who were our resellers during those years. Okay. And they became part of Kronos directly. And we did that because we thought we could be more effective if we could be more um, connected to our customers. Where'd the name come from? It means it's a, derivation of time in Greek, and it was nobody's top choices of the story that I've told. Uh, <laughs> um, things like AccuTime and CompuTime and Kronos, right. and it's a good thing that we picked Kronos versus some of those other names because it gave us the ability to do more than just time-based um, sets of solutions. So today we offer payroll and human resources and talent management, which um, people might look at us a little bit strange if our name had the word time in it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So who came up with the, who gets credit for the name? You know, it was actually before my time. So oh, okay. um, the company was officially founded and I joined about a year after that. And so a little bit before my time. When you examine those, uh, say the, the early years or perhaps even the later years, do you, do you identify, say, skills that you have or don't have that you always need help with? Like, are you, or are you, would you call yourself a micromanager? You got to be involved in everything. How do you describe your skill sets? Yep. So certainly I'm always learning, um, far from perfect. I would say that today I'm a micro communicator, not a micromanager. Okay. I really don't have a desire to be a micromanager, but I do micro communicate. And what that means is I will go up and see people who I work with, or if I'll have something on my mind, I'll call them up, send them a text, send them an email, see them in the hall and say, Hey, what do you think about this idea? You ever thought about this and have a quick 30 second, 60 second, two minute conversation and go, okay, he thanks about that. And then I'll go back and do what I need to do. I really have um, developed a management style that deeply trusts the people I work with. Okay. Yeah. Um, focuses on transparency and communication. And that makes a difference for me. Um, but I'm always learning, always learning. I thought it was interesting, too. I'm looking at some of these notes. Uh, although, although you guys are a, a privately held company, you still release quarter re results publicly? How come? Well, number one, we're doing fantastic, so why not talk about all the great things we're doing? And so it helps us uh, position ourselves with our customers and potential customers so they have confidence in who we are. And so, But, you know, quite frankly, even in 2009 when the global financial crisis happened, we still released our numbers. So we have nothing to hide. We're partners with our customers. And um, so it avoids, you know, anyone saying, well, they're private. What do their numbers really look like? Are they financially stable and sound? Mm -hmm. So I think it gives us an advantage to do that. And it's all part of the whole culture of transparency and communication and trust. It doesn't just extend within Kronos internally, but ext extends to the whole Kronos ecosystem. When you first agreed to do this some 40 years ago, had you other career plans in life? Were you going to be a you know executive chef or a teacher or something wildly different than being uh, part of Kronos? 
That's a really good question. So I was I came here right out of college, 21 years old, and I was tired of of school at that point. So I didn't want to go back to school. So maybe I thought about that I might be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I remember that was on my mind, but I wanted to go work for a while. And so whether it was this or something else, who knew? Um, my brother came and visited me at college my senior year, and he said, "You're thinking about places to work. Why don't you come to Massachusetts and?" I'm just starting this company called Kronos and helped me do that and work there a couple of years and see how it goes. And that Boston sounds like a nice place. Let's go for it. Very good. And then um, when you speak to, say, today's young adults who are in your shoes from all those years ago, what do you tell them about, say, you know, joining a company? But not, not blindly, but it certainly wasn't. It doesn't sound like it was in your immediate plans. No, no, I think it's good. So I tell them that they should not get too locked into a point of view. I tell them they should go and experiment with different things that they might have an interest in. How do they really know they're interested in something until they've done it? So, for example, we have a big intern program at Kronos every summer, a 10-week program of roughly 100 interns, generally speaking, college students. And I've watched this over the years we've been doing it, where people come in and they think they want to work in human resources or marketing or IT or engineering or support and they work there for the summer and they say at the end I realize I really wanted to be in accounting or Hmm. I really wanted to be in something other than that so I encourage them to keep an open mind don't get locked in they have a whole career and try different things and so that extends and we have people come back for multiple years of internships we say we would prefer for you not to work in the same group um, next summer work in a different group and try something different Wow, 100 students. That's an enormous uh, undertaking. It's fantastic. The energy it creates here. Oh, sure. Gordon having um, all these 20-somethings running around the building, and <laughs> it changes the whole dynamic for that period, and people here love it. We give them real work to do. Um, we have no budget for it, actually, in terms of a fixed number. Managers, if they have real work, that they can get done, that they need done, they can have an intern that can help them. So the interns leave at the end saying, I got unbelievably valuable experience. And by the way, we end up hiring about 20% of them. Wow. So probably fewer people can speak as well as you can on what you've seen over the years in terms of the way interns have come and gone or what their expectations have been, say, I don't know, whenever you launched this, 80s, 90s, or whenever. How, How is today's young adult different? I think they're very similar. I think that they're trying to find their way in the world, and I think they're trying to figure out what they want to do, and they're not sure what the experience of a corporate life will be. And so I watch them start at the beginning of the summer and how changed they are at the end of the summer and how much they learn and how much they grow and, quite frankly, how grateful they are. I'll also say I'm so impressed with the young people who come work here. They're so bright and hardworking and thoughtful and inquisitive, Mm. And they bring real value, and they're prepared, and it's been like that the whole time. You know, you give people a track to run on, you give them good support, you tell them what they're doing is important, the outcome can be magical. You don't worry about, uh, like, if you're encouraging them to to, to try things, they don't worry about, uh, say, turnover, which can be costly. That's okay. I tell them that I don't really have a priority on having them come to work for us full-time. I feel it's part of our obligation to help be a company that trains the next generation. And if we can give them a vehicle that they can get practical experience for those 10 weeks, whether they come here or not later on, or whether they um, 
end up doing what they worked at during the period really is unimportant to me because just being in an environment where they learn what it's like, that's the real magic we're trying to achieve. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Ain, again, chairman and CEO of Kronos, and his book is called Work Inspired, How to Build an Organization Where Everyone Loves to Work. You don't often find the words business and friendly in the same sentence, let alone the same state, unless, of course, you're talking about Michigan. Michigan's business-friendly practices help to become a leader in industries that range from agribusiness and cybersecurity to aerospace and defense. In fact, Michigan is ranked among the top 10 states for major new and expanded facilities, which makes Michigan more than business-friendly. It makes Michigan business-smart. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org, because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Everyone has tasks, right, big and small, that prevent them from being the best versions of themselves. Finn is a high-quality, on-demand assistant that can handle the administrative aspects of life, declutter your to-do list, and keep you focused on what matters most. Thousands of busy people already rely on Finn to handle tasks like scheduling meetings, booking travel, or even more complex jobs. Finn is the perfect personal assistant I never realized I needed. Available 24-7, 365. I started using it a few times a week. Then I saw how much time I was saving, and it was a no-brainer. I'm getting back a ton of time to focus on the things that matter. Using Finn is literally putting minutes back in my day. You don't need to spend your time recruiting, training, and managing an assistant. Finn can do it all. On average, Finn can save you 200 hours a year. Try it for free at finn.com slash biz. Once you try Finn, you're going to love it. And as a listener of this program, I've arranged for you to try Finn for free at finn.com slash biz. Just use my link, finn.com slash biz, to try Finn for free. Again, finn, F-I-N, finn.com slash biz. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is thismorningwithgordondeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.